Alright. So, without further ado, help me welcome our dear senior pastor, Pastor Lloyd Bongabong. Thank you very much, Kim. Well, praise God. Are you happy to be here? Yes. Praise God. So, what a, what a beautiful Sunday. Finally, the sun shows up for so many days. It's been hiding. So, finally, init-init na. No? Ang atong kuan. Atong kabuntag, kaadlaw, kabuntagon. So, how's your week? <laughs> so, everyone is doing good. Everyone is a good child of God. Kamusta? <laughs> okay. We are, we are so happy seeing you here today. Today, the title of my sermon is Sacred. Sacred. What is sacred? They're considered to be holy and deserving respect, especially because of a connection with God. One is sacred, like this uh, Holy Communion is sacred to God. But I want you to take note of this word. Mini, mini, tickle, parsin. Mini, mini, tickle, parsin. What does it mean? The interpretation, it's mini, is God has numbered the days of your kingdom and brought it to an end. To an end. Tickle, you have been weighed in the balances and found one thing. Paris, your kingdom is divided and given to Midas the Persian. It was, this was a story in Daniel chapter 5. This is one of the stories in the Bible that shows God's judgment to His people. Those people who do not honor, who do not respect the secret things of God. Do you know King Belshazzar made a great feast of a thousand of his lords and drank wine in front of the thousand. So, you know, King Belshazzar was the son of Nebuchadnezzar. He is the son. He has taken the, the, the cups from the temple of Jerusalem because they, they loot Jerusalem. It's from the, the Babylonian loot the Jerusalem and including the things from the temple of God. And then the king and his lord and his wife and his concubines drunk using the cup. When they did that, they did not respect what is holy and sacred unto God. Immediately, the finger of a human hand appeared and wrote on a plaster of a wall of the king's palace. It was opposite on the limestand. Can you imagine yourself seeing this hand without the body? No? Writing on the wall. You know what happened to King Belshazzar? And the king saw the hand as it wrote. Then the king's colors changed. Nang luspad siya. And his thoughts alarmed him. His limbs Give away. And his knocks and his knees knocks together. So in Anaka had look. He was so scared of what he saw. Abisakita mantingalino. When you see a hand floating and writing something, no, that is not a good idea. So, do you honor the sacred things of God? Remember, 
the hand wrote, Mini, mini, tickle, parsin. Do you know how important it is for the Lord to honor what is secret unto God? In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, it says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for this time, O Father God, Lord. We can understand, O Father God, how can we respond to the things that you that belong to you, O Father God. I pray in Jesus' name that you will fill this place, O Father God, Lord, your Holy Spirit. Lord, let there be fear. Let there be respect, O Father God, Lord. Be, Father God, we be birth in each and every one of us, O Father God, Lord. A holy fear, O Father God, Lord, that comes from you, O Father God. Lord, I pray that your Spirit, God, will touch each and every one of us. Lord, I pray also that today, before the end of service of God, let there be hope, God, that will birth in each and every one of us, O God. Through your word, O God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And there's another story of sacred things of God. In 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 6 to 7, it says, And when they come to the threshing floor of Nakom, Uzzah, put his hand on the ark of God and took hold of it. For the oxen stumbled. The anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah. What happened to Uzzah? And God struck him down because of his error. And he died there beside the ark. The question is that, should Uzzah just left the ark fall into the ground? This was the error of Uzzah. Maybe for Uzzah, it is just a quick reflection because the ark is about to fall. But the Lord saw this as an error, as a mistake of Uzzah. A huge mistake on the part of Uzzah because the ark of the God is sacred. King Saul, another example, King Saul. The kingdom was stripped from him because he offered the sacrifice. It was stripped from him because of that action. Is it wrong that the king will offer a sacrifice before going to battle? Of course not. But we will see from the story why it is wrong for Saul to offer the sacrifice. You know, just as Saul finished the sacrifice, Samuel arrived. This is after seven days. But he was instructed to wait for Samuel. Then Samuel told him, you've done a foolish thing. You have not kept the command of the Lord that you received from God. Why was offering a sacrifice foolish? Because Saul had disobeyed the direct command from the prophet Samuel in 1 Samuel 10 verse 8. It says, Go down ahead of me to Gilgal, I will surely come down to you to sacrifice burnt offering and fellowship offering. But you must wait until I come. You must wait seven days until I come and tell you what you are to do. Offering a sacrifice is 
sacred to God. God's command is sacred to the Lord. Jesus Christ. These seven days were evidently to teach soul patience and dependence upon God. He waited the seven days, but just barely. Gamay na lang ang As soon as the week was up, he offered the sacrifice on his own. He did not wait for Prophet Samuel. You're refusing, refusing to wait any longer for Samuel. In this presumptuous act, Saul showed a variety of weaknesses that made him unfit to be king, including impatience and self-reliance. His offerings show that he did not want to work together with Samuel. His offering showed that he doesn't want to work together with God. Rather, he wanted to take control of the situation himself. The king was to follow the Lord's order. Yet Saul felt he could do he chose and thus made a foolish mistake. The temple of God. The temple of God is sacred. Amen? As we studied on the first Sunday of this year, the second Sunday, this is the third Sunday, we see that the temple of God is sacred to God. It is the dwelling place of God on earth. The priest during the time should be very careful to follow every law that was given to Moses. They need to follow every detail. They need to study first before going inside the temple of God. Because this is a sacred place for God. They cannot just rush the offering and the sacrifice honor to God by doing a sacrifice according to what they think. But it's according to the law This in the book of Leviticus. If you can still remember Solomon who, who built the temple. What happened? As soon in 2 Chronicles chapter 7 verse 1 to 2, it says, as soon as Solomon finished his prayer, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifice. And the glory of the Lord filled the temple. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled the house, the Lord's house. What happened when they do not honor God? Do not honor the temple of God. God's glory later came to dwell in the temple built by Solomon after fervent prayer and humble prayer. God chose to allow His presence again evident to the radiance and splendor of His glory. To remain in the temple for centuries. Yet after the Jews had proven their determination to continue in false and idolatrous worship. This is what happened. We did not honor the temple. The presence of God did eventually leave Jerusalem temple prior to its looting and destruction by the Babylonians. Today, until today, the temple was completely destroyed. 
there's no more temple. But good news, because our bodies are the temple of God. Amen? You know, Paul instructing the Christians in Corinth to flee from sexual immorality. Apostle Paul exhorted in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 to 20, it says, Or do you not know that your body, can you hold your body? Are you still alive? <laughs> your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you. Whom you have from God. You are not on your own. For you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Indeed, the Father created your bodies. God the Son redeemed them. And God the Holy Spirit indwells them. This make our body the very temple of the Holy Spirit. This building is not the temple. This is where we gather. But we are the church. Who are the church? We are the church. We are the wak. Mupaingan sa kong anak. Sheena, what's the name of our church? We are the wak. We are the wak. We are the church. And the good news is that Jesus is the head. And we are the body in this church. What does it mean to be Jesus is the head and we are the body? Why we are the body of Christ? Number one reason. If you're a Christian, you truly receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. No? We are joined to Christ in salvation. We are joined together in salvation. Number two reason. The members of the body of Christ follow Christ as their head. The members of the body of Christ are physically, physical representation of Christ in this world. Are you happy about that? Are you glad about that? Number four reason, the member of the body of Christ are indwelt by the Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ. That's in Romans 8 chapter 9. Reason number five, the members of the body of Christ possess a diversity gift suited for particular function. The body is not a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all the parts are many, they are formed one body. We are ba body. So, it is with Christ. The member of the body of Christ share common band, bond with all other Christians. Regardless of the background, regardless of the race, regardless of your past, regardless of what you think, regardless of what ministry you are in, there should be no division in the body. Its part should have equal concern for each other. Number Seven reason the members of the body of Christ are secure in their salvation. Number eight reason the member of the body of Christ partake of Christ's death and resurrection. We are partakers. The members of the body of Christ share Christ's inheritance. The members of the body of Christ. Receive the gift of Christ's righteousness. That's in Romans chapter 5, verse 17. Do you know that Jesus is not the head, only the head, but he is also the cornerstone. On summoning cornerstone. This is not familiar to us. In ancient times, 
the builders have used cornerstones in their construction project. They put the biggest rock, the biggest uh, block in each corner of their construction. If there are four corners, there will be four cornerstones. Why do you need a cornerstone? Because this is the guide. They use the cornerstone as a guide on where, how to build the house. Or where to put the other bricks so that it can build a house. Since the ancient times, builders have used cornerstones in their construction project. A cornerstone was a principal stone usually placed at the corner of the edifice to guide the workers in their course. The cornerstone was usually one of the largest and most solid and most carefully constructed at any edifice. The Bible described Jesus as our cornerstone that his, his church, in, in this church, would build upon. He is the foundational once the cornerstone was set, it became the basis of, for determining every measurement in the remaining construction. Everything was aligned to the cornerstone. As the cornerstone of the building of the church, Jesus is our standard of measure and alignment. It is not we are not the standard. It is Jesus is the standard. If you are alive today, are you alive? <laughs> but if you are also live, if you live during the Bible times, after the temple was built, then the Holy Spirit came down to the temple. Will you destroy the temple? Will you get a sledgehammer to destroy the temple? Of course not. Or else you will die. Then why is it today that it is very easy for us to destroy one another with our mouth? Why is it today people are throwing each other in Facebook? Since their body is holy and sacred. Sacred to God. You know, we live in a time where we are given a voice. Each and everyone is given a voice through the social media. We're just so free to comment on anyone, even to destroy someone's lives on the internet. Even there are people who are, they are, just, they are just so careless of their, of their words, not thinking those comments are not pleasing to God. Remember, many, many tickle parsing. Many, many tickle parsing. Do not destroy what is sacred to God. Then, you, if you do that, many, many tickle parsing. The body of a true born again Christian is sacred to God because God dwells in them. This is where the Holy Spirit dwells. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercy of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice. In the Old Testament, they have a dead sacrifice. They kill the sacrifices, get the blood. But today, we are urged to offer our bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. 
We miss a lot of things, a lot of things because we neglected God's Word. We put aside God's Word in our daily life. During Sundays, we are very good children of God. We are very obedient. But I don't know. That's what I see today. You are very good children of God. <laughs> but I don't know. Not to judge anyone. Only God knows what you have been doing the rest of the week. We missed a lot of things. Because we neglected God's word. Do you know many churches today lost the sense of sacrificial service to God? They are neither hot or cold. They, are, they just come to church. But not come to church. After church, we're going to do something else just for the sake that just coming to church. But this is not God wants us to do. We need to stop. We need to stop our mind thinking of what we are going to do after the service. We need to focus. That is our worship to God. Our body is here. But sometimes our mind is somewhere else. In turn, if we do that, our life is always shortchanging of what is laid before us. No matter how hard we work, how efficient we are, how much effort we do for our work. That is if you are, you know, very hardworking. The end is that we're not getting our goals. And even losing what they have. Remember, many, many tickle person. But do you know the secret of Christian life? The secret is to know the purpose of this life and to live with it every day. The purpose is not in human perspective or what we think, but in God's perspective. It is one thing to receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, that is good. But it is entirely another thing to serve God. To worship Him in spirit and in truth. To sacrifice. There are many church goers. They are just churchgoers. That's all. They just come. They heard the word of God. But they don't treat, treat it as a sacred word of God. Instead being busy and excited to obey God and his word. They just take it as additional knowledge. Worse, even some churchgoers criticize the preaching of the, the pastor. No wonder their lives the same year after year after year. Many, many tickle parson. In Revelation chapter 3, verse 15 to 16, it says, I know your works. 
God is saying this. You are neither hot or cold. Would that were neither hot or cold. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. This is like a judgment to us. Judgment of God is not bad for us while we are still living. It is like why the question, why pain is part of life? Do you know, have you asked this question? Why pain is part of our life? Pain is good. Pastor, pain is not good. I will tell you, pain is good. It gives us a signal or warning that we need to do something. Or else the worst thing could happen to us. God's judgment will lead us to our Savior. To seeking more for our Savior. But should we humble ourselves and change our ways? Or should we still consider our ways and not change? If you can still remember in Haggai chapter 3 verse 6, God says, consider your ways. Consider your ways. Then the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet. Is it time for yourself to dwell in the padded house? While the house, while this house, talking about the temple, lies in ruins. Now, therefore, thus say the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Sige, buhata imong gusto. You have sown much and harvested little. You eat, but you never have enough. You drink, but you never have feel. You clothe yourself. But no one is warm. And he who earns wages does so put them in the bag with holes. Consider your ways. Sigi padayon si gusto. If you don't want the Lord's ways, consider your ways. You know, we are in the generation that that are consumed. We consume. We are so consumed in building our future. Which is not wrong. But it is wrong when all you care about is your future. And not the future of his. Not the future of God's church. Tickle, tickle. A mini, mini, tickle parson. God says, consider your ways. You have sown so much, harvested a little. You eat, but you are never have enough. You drink, but you never have feel. You clothe yourself, but no one is warm. And he who earns wages, put them in the bag with holes. Do you want this kind of life? Of course not. But the question is, are you tired of living this kind of life? Would you like to have a new start in this year? Do you know the secret of this life? To know God's purpose in this life and to live it daily. The secret, another secret is the favor of God. There is this saying in Cebuano, lihok tao, kay tabangan taka. It's like God is telling the person, lihok tao, is tabangan taka. In English, work, then I will help you. It is like God saying this to, to that person. 
at first it seems right because it encourages hard work. But again, this is self-centeredness. God is not involved. There is no doing in the work of God. It doesn't encourage building the house of God. Building His kingdom. Advancing His kingdom. As I mentioned earlier, our body is the temple of God. It's sacred to God. And you, if we are just using for, an own, for our own gain, then it is wrong. So what is God's way? Let us involve in the work of the Lord. There is no small thing that we can do in this house of God. No. It may require commitment, but I want to tell you it's worth it. It may require sacrifice, but it's worth it. It may require hard work. It's worth it. You may experience difficulties in doing God's work, but it's worth it. You may experience persecution, but it's worth it. Because the reason why it's worth it, because we are building the temple of God. We are advancing to His kingdom. We are living on what we are called. To live our purpose and to live it daily. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 19 to 21, it says, So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens of the saint and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ Himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows in the holy temple of the Lord. We are one body. Jesus is the head. We need to work together. And you know, if we work together to build this kingdom, God's favor will upon you. Do you know the blessing of God flows through the favor of God? There are people they are wondering why they are not promoted. They, they don't deserve the promotion, but it is God who promoted them. Promotion doesn't come from the east and the west, from the north and the south. Promotion comes from the Lord. Do you know the blessing of God is not dependent? This is what I experience. It's not dependent of your our capacity. No. It is not dependent on your ability. It is not dependent on your position in the company. Whatever position you have. It's not dependent on your past, what you have done in the past. The blessing of the Lord is dependent on God. He is in control. If you can remember the song, God will make a way when there is no way. Meaning if God wants to bless you, your family, your friends, And nothing can stop that if God wants to bless someone. And no one can take it away from you if God will bless you. No one. And God's blessing is a blessing. It's not a burden. You know, God's blessing 
is not just for us to enjoy the blessing. If we receive the blessing, we think of something that is material. I want to buy this. God bless me with this money. I want to buy this. I want to do this. I want to, I want to do this. Or whatever you want. Material things. But God's blessing, I want to tell you, will make your serving in this kingdom to the next level. Use the blessing properly. And if God will bless you, don't forget to give Him the, the glory and honor. How? You can testify. Because you tasted when you received the blessing of God. You tasted the goodness of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord, as many thought, is just monetary and material things. No, that is wrong. But the blessing of the Lord is the blessing that will bless every part of your life. Every part of your life. Like good health. Without the health, you cannot work. Good work. Good marriage. Good husband, good wife, good parents, good relationship. So the blessing of God. So the favor of God. The blessing of God doesn't come in a little by little. No. The blessing of God, it will come to you and me rushing like a flood. In Malachi chapter 3, verse 10, it says, Bring the whole tithes into my storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord God Almighty, and I will and see if I will not open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will be no room enough to store it. In Luke chapter 6, verse 38, it says, Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, running over, will be poured out to your lap. For the measure you use, it will measure to you. Our body is sacred to God. Because this is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So therefore, be holy. Use our body, every part of the body, to serve God, to glorify God, to make disciples. In Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, it says, teaching them to, to observe all I have commanded you. This is the important word. And behold, Jesus says, I am with you always to the end of age. I am with you always to the end of age. Unsa may pasabot, anak? I am with you. Unsa may inyong take? I am with you always to the end of the age. Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. Meaning, he is there when we need help. He is our present help. You can call Him for help. If you can remember Peter, walk on water. When Jesus asked him and invited him to walk on water, but Peter started to drown. Because Jesus is there. He asked Jesus, help. Then Jesus reaches Peter's hand and save him from drowning. He is our present help. Whatever you need, because God is here, God will never leave us. He is our great provider. 
Now the question is that, and for this, I would like to request the musicians to come and help me. The question is that, will you let God take care of you? Will you let God take care of you? I want you to ponder on that. Because when we help to build the kingdom of God, to advance his kingdom, to help in this church, as we read his word, God will take care of us. He will never fail us. Never God fails. But he is always at the right time. He always sends the right person. He always bless us according to His timing. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ponder all these things. And ask yourself, will I let God take care of me? Will I let God take care of my family? Will I let God take care of my children? Will I let God take care of my husband? Will I let God take care of my wife? Will I let God take care of my work? Will I let God take care of me? I will give you some time to have a heart-to-heart -heart talk with God. Maybe three to five minutes. Then Him will come in and pray in the response of your word, the God's word today. Father God, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word this afternoon. I ask, O oh God, that you seal your word in our hearts, O oh God. And Lord, we ask for your forgiveness, O oh God, if we have not kept holy and sacred, O oh God, the things, Lord, that you have made sacred, Lord like our bodies, O oh God. Father, I pray that you'll help us to walk 
in the spirit lord that lord help us lord to keep our bodies holy O god as our bodies are your holy temple O god that lord you cannot live within us O god if there's impurity inside us O god lord cleanse us O god search our hearts O god allow us to bring unto you lord and confess unto you O god the sins O god that make us impure O god lord even our thoughts lord help us lord that our thoughts be so pure O god our words lord anything that comes out of our mouth lord that defiles our holy body O god Help us, Lord, to be tactful, Lord, to be careful, Lord, to whatever we have to say, Lord. And above all, Lord, our hearts, O God. Help our hearts, O God, to be pure, O God. Cleanse our hearts, Lord. Lord, help us, O God, that in our words, our thoughts, our actions, O God, we would represent you well, Lord. Help us to be a great ambassador of your name, Jesus. Lord, help us act in accordance, Lord, to who you called us to be, O God. And Lord, help us, O God, that we will partake, Lord, in the advancement of your kingdom, O God. That we will not be so consumed, Lord, with the things of this world, O God. We will not be so consumed with our own lives, Lord. But help us, Lord, that we will obey your word, O God, because your word is sacred, God. And Lord, help us obey, Lord, your sacred word, Lord. Help us trust you, God, in all ways, Lord. That, Lord, we lift up to you our burdens, Lord, our worries, Lord, our plans, everything, Lord. And Lord, help us to take even that single first step, Lord, to chase after you, Lord, more than anything else in this world, Lord. Lord, help us to ch- not to chase, Lord, on things, Lord, that are futile, Lord, on things that wouldn't last in this world, oh God. And things that are temporary, Lord. But Lord, help us, Lord, to fix our focus on you. And keep us pure, O God, as we partake in the advancement of your kingdom, Lord. I ask all these things in Jesus' mighty and holy name. Amen. Amen.